Welcome to Dustrious. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Welcome to Dustrious, a high fantasy, high magic, homebrew world in the Pathfinder system with custom magic rules. This and Eldritch Stream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Tim Demuse, Wesley Sullivan, Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, and Robin Mims. We encourage you to stick around after this story to hear about the great projects these people are working on. But for now, let's get to today's episode. All right, so y'all work on the houses, getting them put together. With the help of everybody pitching in and the fact that so many people do have useful little magics, y'all get a, a good chunk of the houses. There are still some people sleeping in the noble houses, but people will start moving back into into their homes. So the question is for the next, let's see, this is the day after, so for the next three days, what will y'all be doing? After day one is over, the next morning, Russell's going to make it a point not to look. And he, he's actually going to, he'd be trying to track down Gav. Gav is always pretty easy to find because during the day, he's at his house. Oh, yeah. Uh, and once it gets dark, he spends some time at the guild itself. Sometimes through the day, he will be at the guild. Since everything's gone awry right now, he's at home for the most part. Oh, eventually, yeah, probably the next day. Um, oh, shoot. Yeah. I don't want to wake him up. So probably the night after everyone quits, Russell will probably head back over to, to Gav's. Okay. And uh, during the night, there's no servant that answers the door. Uh, it is either Gav's off that typically answers, depending on what time it is. So depends how late you go by. He'll probably wait till good and dark. He's intending to talk to Gav, so later the better, he figured. Okay. So, uh, yeah. If it's pretty late, it, it would be Gav that would come to answer the door. And be like, uh, I need to see the vault again. No, no. Different idea. It's just not going to die. So I need figured I need to go ahead and run it by the powers that be. Um, way I see it, the uh, local community could use a little bit of, uh, of uh, stimulating as far as economics and whatnot go. We're always all looking for new businesses and such. Yeah. Well, before this all went down, I had a pretty good idea. And... I'm not saying I want to distract people from rebuilding, but I figured start the paperwork, uh, signed everything necessary for the Merchants Guild and whatnot, and uh, get things going. My, by my count, I'll probably be employing 21 people or so if there are people here to have the jobs. Yeah, just about everybody who lives in the poor district would appreciate some work. Well, then we can definitely make that work. It's, long as well some of the jobs as long as everyone's willing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna press anyone into this kind of job he's gonna pull out a couple of blank pieces of paper from the the days before the the pirates and uh pretty much show him how he plans to convert a uh the noble house or at least the basement the first floor and part of the second floor into a uh Gambling hall, bar, brothel, pretty much like vice extravenaire if Russell the Hedonist had a business idea. Right. And um, it's uh, it's on, on the sheet I gave you as far as the details in the rooms and stuff. 
But he'll look at it and kind of nod and he'll like, this is easily enough done. Um, all you'll have to do is talk to Dravik and uh, get a permit. Okay. That'll be easy. Um, I there was something about joining the Merchants Guild and uh, hiring people. Yeah, if you're a member of the Merchants Guild, uh, the salaries are about 20% less because the Merchant Guild itself offers them benefits for signing up to be employed through this. Okay, well, how much do I owe you? Well, and he'll sit, he'll, he'll, he'll uh, sit down behind the desk and start filling out the paper, you know, calculations and whatnot. And uh, he'll hand a sheet of paper over to you that documents all the costs involved with the hirelings. Now, of course, if, if uh, you're going to do some actual construction work and you want to hire builders and whatnot, you can hire them through the guild as well. Similar rates or? Yes. Well, then, heck yeah, we'll do it. But yeah, don't don't detract anyone from the rebuilding and whatnot. But as soon as people are looking for work, let them know I've got it for them. Well, I, I'm hoping within the next day or two, we can get the houses finished. Uh, we're not sure what we're going to do about the inn yet. Avari is not feeling like being out in public at the moment. As soon as she is, I'll, uh, I'll definitely let her have a corner on the uh, family-friendly drinking established environment. I don't want to butt in too much. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing most folks aren't going to be coming to your place for dinner. <laughs> well, we do have a kitchen. <laughs> that's true, but... I don't think that's exactly what they're going to be looking for. Maybe uh, some snack food while they play. That's uh, that's the general idea. But uh, but yeah, just uh, talk to Dravik tomorrow and get him to sign off on the paperwork. Shouldn't be a problem. Will do. So, you're going to be helping with the houses, and Russell's going to be putting his business plans into action. Brigard, what are you going to be doing? Rickard would uh, help, definitely help with that house, but uh, more than just the construction, he would uh, help kind of, I've never actually said this word out loud, beautify uh, up the, the poor people's homes with uh, his uh, woodworking craftsmanship. Okay. So yeah, he would uh, make, uh, you know, banisters and guardrails uh, carved in uh, some of the creatures he's seen. Um I don't know if there are mailboxes, but uh, <laughs> um, not not really mailboxes. But most <laughs> people have most people have a little fenced area where they have private gardens and things like that. With uh, with the input of the uh, the people that own the homes and the, you know, he would like get their input on if if they want it at all. But uh, if they would allow him, he would you know just make them nice looking fences. He has nothing but time. He's kind of in a, a, a period of mourning right now. He's just. Uh, despondent, feels like uh, he was given this gift of life, but his friend is just, it's a mystery and there's just nothing. He's tried uh, brute forcing his way through it. He's uh, woefully inept at uh, thinking his way through it. So right now he's just kind of at a loss. So he's going to put that energy into fine actions such as, you know, carving and making some art out of the the horrors that has happened. All right. So um, while y'all are out working on these houses, I would like y'all to make a perception check. Okay. Not great. It's not a really high one. Uh, 18. Yeah, that's that'll do it. 15. Yeah. Okay. So both of y'all would notice as y'all are working 
every so often there there's a girl that walks through I call her a girl she's a young woman um not well dressed or anything but she goes around every now and then and just from doorways and fence posts and shrubbery and whatever she could find she hangs something off of them and if you go and look they're butterflies but they're like crocheted but instead of with yarn it's like really really fine thread so that they're they're very small and intricate and pretty and she's just hanging them all over the place like every time she walks through she's hanging them up and most of the people seem to just leave them be there's some of the homeowners that'll come out and kind of roll their eyes and take them down but uh Bridget's gonna be uh fascinated by the the design and uh uh, wave her, wave at her, uh, try to get her attention. Oh, she, she does not pay attention to you at all. And other than hanging these things, she does not really look up from the ground. Brigard, if, if one of the homeowners takes one down or if they put, if she puts one up at Brigard's home, she's going to, uh, not discard it, but take it and, uh, observe its, uh, craftsmanship and try to, uh, replicate it into a, in a, a couple, just replicate it in the wood form. Yeah, if uh, you talk to one of the homeowners that are out taking it down, uh, they'll basically tell you they've got a box full of them you can have if you want them. Okay, uh, he'll take them and just uh, he'll just start when he's when he's finished in the three days. Um, there there is going to be a total of uh, four days pass after the fire. Okay, uh, I think he's gonna he uh, I I want to I'd like to uh, go and visit um, Avari. Uh, the, the, the woman that saved me. I would like to uh, revisit her, but definitely those first two days, it's just uh, head down, just trying to fill up the loneliness in his heart by making something beautiful. So uh, by the third day, he'd be he'd find these and start uh, trying to replicate them uh, en masse, just have a bunch of them, and you kind of put them around. Yeah, uh, by the third day, the roofs have been rebuilt and stuff on the houses. Because, uh, like I said, it, it was about 12 to 15 families, but you have a lot of people with magic also pitching in here. So they will they will get those done. Now, if you're going to go look for Ivari, mm-hmm. since she's obviously not living at the inn, you could even infer that she's probably at the family house, which is attached to the backside of the town hall. Uh, all right. If you knock on the door... It would be a servant that would answer it, and she would take you to Lila. But if you don't know sign language, you're going to have a hard time talking to little Lila. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I do not. <coughs> so, well, if you took Russell with you, Russell could talk to her, but... I don't know if Brigger would do that. But the the servant would tell you that, that Lila is the only one here right now. Dravik is, of course, at City Hall. I don't want to talk to Lila. I want to talk to Ilvari, right? Right. Yeah. But that's the servant to tell you that that Lila is the only family member at home right now. Okay. Um. I'm I'm looking for Ilvari. Uh. So is Dravik. She got uh, fed up with him trying to be an encouraging big brother. Uh. I suppose it was last night, and left, and uh, didn't tell him where she was going. It's not safe out there. We. We vanquished the one ship of slavers, but there could be more. I, 
I must find her, but I, I can't leave. I don't think she would have left town, and your best bet at locating her is Zav, because, of course, they're twins. But uh, Zav, won't, Zav hasn't been telling anybody where she's at because she doesn't want to deal with Dravik right now, and he's afraid if somebody finds out that they will tell Dravik. Do you have any way of getting a message to her? Well, Zav, can, Zav and her are telepathic with each other. He can tell her anything you want to tell her. Yeah, he'll go to uh, Brigger to then uh, ex- uh, excuse himself and uh, go and find Dravik and just uh, ask him to uh, pass on a message that Brigger would like to uh, speak to Ilvari when she's uh, comfortable doing so. All right. Well, Zav is easy enough to find because he's out and about town and trying to still keep things in order and whatnot. And he would tell you, hold on a minute. And he would go quiet. And then he'd look at you and nod his head and say, uh, she she says that she'll talk to you soon. Uh, thank you, Zav. How, how are you doing? Oh, okay. Uh, the whole twin thing we got going where I can feel her pain and evidently I was feeling her transformation and it was a painful one Brigitte in, in hushed tones this twin connection you feel each other's pain you don't feel each other's pleasures do you oh god no that would be the worst uh no no we we it, it is limited to pain um we always know if the other is in distress and when uh, when she transformed it was an extremely painful process yes I I thought she was hiding it oh she's hiding it from the other people not she can't hide it from Zoff okay so uh in hush tones again like I, I would like to speak to her about that she she saved my life and I, I owe her I understand but you have to understand right now she's struggling uh you're not familiar at all with drow culture, I assume. Typically, if a drow gets transformed into a drider, it's a bad thing. It's a punishment. And it brings great shame on the family. So she is having a emotional time dealing with this. I understand going through life-changing events. I, I have no prejudice against her form. I would just like to speak to her and... and when, when she is ready to uh, let people know what she has become, she will, she will come find you. All right. Thank you, Zoff. And uh, you'll go back home. So basically the fourth day would roll around. By now, the houses them, the, themselves have been repaired and, and people uh, have returned home. Uh, Russell, Raylian would come to see you. Um, the deal she's going to offer you is basically you give her the room and board, um, and so that she can ply her trade there. And, uh, she will give you 25% of anything the quote-unquote temple makes. Um, so, <laughs> because basically that gives her a more 
private area for her temple activities. And what Russell's looking for was someone to fill a manager role in the building. So like when the party is away adventuring, the business doesn't suffer degradation from right. someone not uh, being she there. Can, she can very well do that. If, if, if you spend some time talking to her and getting to know her a little better, mm-hmm. um, the town of Dunwich, it's, it's, a, it's actually a pretty large city, is divided into districts. And uh, there are several districts, but her mother owns what is essentially a brothel and gambling establishment in the noble district up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what she was raised in and not crude at all. Very, very refined and in how ex- everything is handled. Yeah. That's exactly what Russell's looking for. He's not trying to run... He's not trying to run a whorehouse. He's trying to run a gaming right. hall that happens to offer other services. <laughs> so, so yeah, she's she's very well versed in this setup. Um, the reason she left and, and came down here, it, you will find out talking to her, is she is Suli. Which, uh, you're familiar with the term because that's what Iva is. It means that Raylin is descended from some sort of genie. Oh, okay. So uh she she is she is a Suli. Uh, and while Suli's look human, once people found out what she was, she couldn't uh get any more business mm. on a regular basis. Well that's uh, their so loss. When she heard about Hill Point, she left and came and settled down here where she's much more accepted. Okay. Excellent. And yeah, the only only outside condition Russell's going to have, um, like I said, he needs someone to make sure things keep running when he's away, is um, he is going to honor agreement with um, Ava and Amelia, or it sounds like just Ava probably in the long term. Right. Or did I get them switched? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, okay. Ava is the one that's that's Going to take the vows and become a full priest okay. of the temple. Yeah, so Ava will, all, as long as Calistri and Arche get along well enough for Ava always have homage here too when she's in Hilltop. Right. But he's got no problems with the deal. Uh, the girls don't have any bad blood. Of it. Uh, one of the things you could probably take note of around here is they don't, there don't seem to be a whole lot of people doing religious squabbles. Mm-hmm. There, there are so many gods that unless people are just in direct conflict over something, they don't, they don't tend to argue religion a whole lot around here. Now, you don't know if that holds true in other places in this world, but in Hill, in Hill Point, they just don't seem to really care. Okay, awesome. And uh, oh yeah, Russell, as as they, you know, they they go back and forth. Been and that is like he's finishing up his coffee as they're talking and he sets down the empty cup. Oh, there is one more thing you ought to know about. Okay. Uh, the the house, I mean, I know it's not relative, it's not old or anything, but it is haunted. Not not in a bad way, but you may occasionally see someone don't stress over it. She don't get in anyone's way or cause any harm. 
All right. Um, that might actually be able to be used to draw some people. Yeah, we'll work it out. But um, she's friendly. Don't worry about it. Okay. I just, I've, I've been to one place with wards yet, and, and I, I wouldn't want to come away from a trip to come back and see a bunch of wards because someone saw a ghost and everyone freaked out. All right. Uh, no wards. Got it. So, on this fourth day, is there anything in particular y'all, y'all are going to do before nightfall? No. Russell's, if, if any construction's begun, officially going to take the best advice a good leader can have and find people who know what the hell they're doing and get the hell out of their way. All right. Don, any anything in particular? Uh, I was going to, yeah, I didn't want to cut across you. Um, if Russell would be interested, uh, maybe uh, Brigard and him could sit down after a few days apart doing their own thing. Uh, have a, a heart-to-heart about uh, the, the the weird dream he had, and maybe Brigger will open up about uh, some of the uh, stuff he went through. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Russell's Russell will be down. I mean, he's say. Uh, well, Russell's place is probably pretty noisy. So say Brigger's. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and if uh, when you come in, there would be. Uh, uh, drawings all over um, piles of wood and piles of wood shavings just all around just I've basically turned Brigard had no etiquette no uh, what, what do you Texans call it uh, cotillion <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. so every every what? home could be a, a wood shop is it is that what it's called cotillion isn't it- that it is called Cotillion. It would okay. be a not me and Sean thing, but maybe a Tracy thing. Okay. Tracy is is older. Well, I I grew up in more urban parts of Texas in my childhood. Right. I've never heard that word. <laughs> oh. Um. Do you, do you remember the book Great Expectations? Yes. Oh, I was asking Sean. I was trying to. Uh, put... uh, n- never read it. Never mind. Uh, I've seen okay. the movie. It's, it's basically uh, it's it's where you get your uh, what's your what's it called homeschooling or your no what's that term? Oh, uh, your home training. You know the the etiquette sort of thing. I'm butchering it anyway. Uh, Brigard wasn't brought up with any sort of like uh, oh this is a dining room. This is a you know. Uh, I don't know if this count. This is it's not a joke per se, but um, I think everyone should take a drink right now. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, that's fair. Okay. I, I don't need much motivation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was just a side comment. I figured all of. I, I assume people, Texans school, school Texans it's, to it's this day. It's not just Texans. It's it, it, it's a Southern Belle kind of thing. So oh, okay. you, you're gonna find it a lot in like. Georgia and Mississippi ah. being those areas. Okay. Uh, it was mostly Texans I ran into that uh, were the most uh, uh, strict about it or had the most strict uh, upbringing with it. So that's why I always kind of associated with Texas. Anyway, I had the uh, I had the uh, the poor Southern family version of Cotillion. Mm. When I screwed up, I just kind of got slapped on the back of the head. Yeah. 
Hi, Brian's mom. I'm, I'm going to take out your apology, but I'm going to leave in Don saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Curse for the editor. Let's <laughs> start oh, the midline recorder in. <laughs> I have proof. That's do, we, do, do we get to know mom's name? Or, or, I'll, or I'll ask next call? time I see her. Okay. <laughs> you know what I think we should do? You know what I think we should do? I think we should buy mom a shirt of the Dusters <laughs> podcast, a burger shirt, and send it to Brian so he can give it to her. <laughs> I'm down for it. So all of that, a long way of saying every room in a Brigard home could be a dining room. So every room in this home has basically turned into a wood shop. Uh, shavings all around, wood piles, the drawings for him and everything. He, he'd take his work into one room, set it down and just kind of sprawl. Okay. Um, he'd be, uh, he'd, he'd probably on the fourth day, he'd probably uh, churning out uh, those little butterflies uh, in record time and just trying to expand on it and just uh, be as intricate as possible. All right. Russell's going to look around and be like, damn, you you got to work. It, it helps me focus my rage by working on beauty when I very much want to commit violence. Sit down, Russell. Fair enough. Yeah, he'll take a seat. He'll, uh, uh Rigger will get up and, and move the, the stacks of soft wood lo- logs from the chairs. <laughs> so, uh, what's on your mind? I know we've been giving each other some space the last few days. I get it, but, um, I, I didn't make a mistake by leaving the gun at the house, did I? course not rick uh (laughs) i i need a drink um russell (laughs) i mean uh (laughs) um of course not russell we we will always be friends it was heat of combat decisions were made i i I begrudge you nothing it's you did you weren't the one that cast that fireball in the first place so really i just i'm more disappointed that we combined couldn't bring our friend back and we're going to have to eventually set out adventuring without him and well I just I I needed the few days to collect my thoughts and turn this house into a home the the noise from your home I I hear you've been quite busy yourself yeah a couple of walls getting knocked down a couple of other walls getting put up it's a well, we're not going to be there that much, and I've, I've never done well solitarily. I, I tend to get in trouble if I'm left to my own devices. And, you know, the way I figure it, vices are a little bit better than my devices, trust me. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to try to bring a little bit of business to the town, you know, get people jobs, that kind of thing. Better than the rooms just going empty. It sounds like a worthy adventure, or a, a worthy venture. I've, I've kind of secluded myself. I'm used to being alone. I tend to 
as a, as a hunter for my tribe, I was often alone. And this is kind of what I did at a small scale then. And it's helped me now. And being able to bring that craft to those, those unfortunate souls that lost everything, it felt good to put a new spin on that. Nah, that's a good thing. I mean, I, I tell you what, there's part of what I'm starting over there is all about the uh, letting people see as much fine things as they can at any one point. That's a, it's, let's say it's part of the uh, business model, if you will. And uh, you, my friend, are a damn fine hand with some art. You, you ever you ever get the inkling to uh, to show it, you know, where other people might see it? Let me know, and I'm sure we can make something. Oh, I I would be honored, and, and uh, he'll hold up uh, the the latest uh, butterfly that he's carved. That strange young woman with the grave propensity. She she would leave these around, and I've I've replicated them in in wood. I I wonder if she would accept one as a gift. I've gotten quite handy with these, but yes, I would very much like to contribute. We'll make it work. You, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. But, uh, how have you been doing? I haven't had much chance to explore this new feeling I've been having when, when I fell in combat. I was transported in a way, um, Though I, I do not, I do not believe it was the same way that it seems our friend was transported. But I was, well, I was given choices as to how I would continue my life, and I, I, I made a choice to become more, more useful in combat. To not that I ever strayed from a fight, but but to be more versatile with this powerful magics we've been gifted I've I've uh, I've committed myself and I'm I'm learning slowly and I haven't practiced many of them yet because they don't seem to be as um, homespun as my previous set of abilities so you went uh, you went full priest then uh, I am devoted to a specific deity, yes, but um, probably not in the same way as the Arche sisters or the Callistrians. This one was more of a, an offensive uh, deity. Fair enough. Yeah. They got a name? or I'm, I'm not familiar with it, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what it means for me. It's not a god I was ever familiar with, so I'm slowly coming to terms with all of the abilities that they give. Fair enough. But you, you said you had uh, an experience yourself, but it was in a dream? Yeah, um, well, truth be told, I'm not exactly sure. I've got, I've got two running theories. I have either made a friend who is a ghost and in his head, Russell's going to be like, don't worry, Draga. I know you're really there. But um, I've either made a friend who is a ghost or a spirit of some form. Um, I, I imagine it works a bit like a familiar, you know, the, the mushroom Rick had, but, well, a better conversation list for sure. 
or um or out of the stress of the other day my brain is broke and um i'm seeing and imagining people there and my power my magic is uh, capable of being pretty damn convincing to the fact that they are so <laughs> one way or the other I, I i have a new companion of sorts yes that's that's wonderful um so our party is still a, a party of three at least um well i mean i'll i'll go i'll go so far as to and we'll see um, he'll go back into his headspace and you know draga are you willing to show yourself that is completely up to you and yeah at least spirit form we don't want to worry him too much he'll All right. come back so, out and be, yeah uh hold yeah, up hold up uh, hold up uh i'm hearing like a, a rattling thing i don't know if i'm hitting oh. something that was me, um, okay. ADD and fidgeting with Velcro. My bad. Oh, okay. No, 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 oh, you're good. No, I was like, I'm looking around my desk like, what am I hitting? But no, you're good. So yeah, she she will manifest and uh, try to make herself as visible as possible in, in her spirit form and kind of give you a wave. Uh, Rickard's going to uh, immediately rise uh, at the table, not in a proper cotillion way, but uh, in... in, in <laughs> In astonishment of uh, this uh, appearance, I was, uh, Brigard was, I was expecting someone to come from outside. I, I would have invited any guest you brought with you, but this is something else entirely. She, it, pretty much, if she ain't visible, she's, well, in my head. So, truth be told, the whole thing feels way more natural than it should. That's my theory that I might just be going crazy and be a powerful enough psychic caster to create the illusion. Do you recognize the visage of the woman? No, I've never, uh, never met any half-elves before I came here, of course. And, uh, that was, uh, I've, I've never met Droaga previously in our time here in Dusters. Her name is Draga? Well, it's something like I don't pronounce it very well. I'm mostly in his head. Russell's like, sorry about that. Brigord <laughs> <laughs> uh, will uh, incline his head. Uh, Greetings, Draga. I am Brigord. If you are not just a, a, a figment of Russell's imagination, you have can't have met me yet. It is nice to have another traveling companion. Uh, sure. sure. She'll kind of bow towards you in, in her spirit form. She can't talk to you, so she'll just kind of bow. Um, what uh, sort of capabilities are you capable of bringing? Uh, now she's good at uh, you know, well, a bit of advice here and there. She's has her well. I'm pretty sure her own memories. So little bit of help with uh, history stuff like that and uh, I don't know it's like I got eyes in the back of my head for lack of a better phrase uh, Brigger will ever so slightly shift his weight to try and peer at the back of Russell's head um, I, I said like not that I do oh <laughs> of course um, so 
So here we are. We've we we've been here a bit. It might be time to uh, venture forth. Is there business you have planned for? I mean, I've got the. the uh, oh, for sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say the. Um, in my experience between life and the return of life, I was uh, charged with collecting an artifact that was important to this deity's uh, world not world domination this uh, um, large plan and well I part of agreeing to accept these abilities was uh, impressed upon me the urgency the importance of discovering more about the world that we find ourselves in fair enough I've, uh, we can definitely do that Drew seems to think that the world's in for a spot of trouble so um, I can't see where uh, finding a powerful artifact and getting it into the right hands would be a disadvantage excellent uh, th- they said it was uh, what are you trying to remember uh, the artifacts stuff, uh, the next step. Okay, the details about the artifacts. He told you that uh, you should speak to Cat. That's what it was. And that if you needed help enticing your companions, that they should know that there would be weapons that they could find as well. Uh, I was going to not tell the gunslinger that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't. You, you still haven't. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, the, Damn, um, if that doesn't confirm Brian's other theory. <laughs> this, uh, the, the, the benefactor I now represent uh, encouraged me to seek this artifact out and that the, the one called Cat would be the best stepping stone towards finding these and uh if it if it makes you and if it sounds uh, a bit mysterious uh I was given the inf- I was given the idea more artifacts would be found as well so perhaps if if I'm to find this on behalf of them and wield it on their behalf with this new ability I have Perhaps we could find something that would match your, or maybe Draga's as well, uh, sensibilities. Maybe another gun. Is it? Is it ever unheard of of people carrying more than one of those things? Well, <laughs> he kind of chuckles. He's a, yeah. I've uh, I've currently got three in my possession. Ever since we got ready for the ordeal with the pirates, and. Uh, I'll be honest, I got a couple more ideas too, but uh, frankly, I'm running out of room to carry. He'll he'll open up his coat and he'll reveal two empty side holsters and Brigard probably surely saw the rifle at some point during the fight, so. Oh, that's right, yep. Forgot about the rifle. That was a a hectic thing, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So if, uh, if you don't have any other pressing 
plans in the coming days, I, I would like to venture forth and speak to Kat and learn what I can about these artifacts. And Sounds fair enough. And if, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just a really big fan of her music, but, uh, that's all right. Russell's willing to be a groupie. Cat, cat's that bond, the the tiefling girl with the, uh, the oh, music. Yes, of course. Oh, my bad. Uh, Don had forgotten all about uh, that <laughs> that terrible music. Okay, um, <laughs> subjectively terrible music. Um, hey, okay. she healed you at one point during that fight. <laughs> I said subjective. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, uh, yes, of course. We 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 all agreed long ago that we would stick together as long as we can. And though we have appear to have lost one, we must make sure we stay together and discover what we can together. Damn straight. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Is it the evening of the fourth day or the? A time of the fourth day. I'm sorry. Yeah, we we were picking up with the evening. Okay. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, work crews about to head out for the day if they haven't already. Um, as uh, we'll uh, we'll go back over to my place and uh, as long as I hope the gesture was appreciated, he'll open up his coat. And go. I feel awkward as hell without my sidearms. But um, then we'll go maybe get Cat and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll. Uh, I've got some supplies came in. Yeah, we'll maybe open up a couple of bottles and uh, if people can't find a reason to celebrate, maybe we'll uh, we'll let them have enough to where they figure one out. That sounds good, and I'll I'll bring some of my trinkets. Excellent. Uh, as a side out of character thing, um, yes, are are we supposed to do anything with the uh, the the genie kid? Are we leaving that thread well, dangling? That that is completely up to y'all whether y'all do anything about it. Yeah, or not. yeah, it was yeah that was directed to you, Brian. Um, oh, Russell's <laughs> got one bit of genie related business as far as he's concerned. I mean, okay. if anyone else wants to investigate things, that's cool, but. Uh-huh. Russell, Russell's business is uh, gather up a few more levels and maybe take a small army with him to go destroy a well. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all will gather up your stuff and you're going to find Cat. Yeah. Yep. And Russell knows where she lives. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, so uh, y'all go knock upon the door, I guess, and she will answer it. Russell grinned. Good evening, Cat. Um, had a had a couple of random crazy questions for you. Uh, craziness is my specialty. Excellent. Brigitte will nod to himself at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I got two ideas. One. I'm thinking everyone's been somber long enough. So, um, after Brigard here has a couple of questions to ask, I was thinking of doing a little bit of a uh, pre-grand opening um, for my little establishment that I'm sure words got around about. 
was wondering if you might want to play some music. Um, well, I always want to play music, but there is a prohibition against me playing after dark because it uh, carries to the farmlands and everything. Is there a so. set fine for this prohibition? Uh, no, it's not like a fine. It's like one of the conditions of, of me being here. Other than emergency situations, I don't play after dark because people have children that need to sleep in. Oh, man. If only we weren't so good at following the rules and there was a set fine for when you got in trouble. Because I just (laughs) have it waiting. (laughs) But um, if uh, we were to get our hands on a non-axe instrument... um, you interested or I, I don't know do you play other instruments I do not oh well fine I then. Never held an instrument before I picked this one up and uh, the moment I touched it it was instinctive to me oh yeah well oh there goes that idea but anyway Burger did have some questions for you all right well I will try to have some answers for Burger. Yes, hello, cat. It is it is nice to see you. And uh, in his head, Burger's like, only see cat after dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> during the battle with the the brigands, I I fell in combat and I was approached by a by an otherworldly being, and they they bestowed they bestowed upon me. Uh, choices gifts and uh, a bit of a, a quest and I, I believe I'm I was directed to you and I was set with the task of uncovering these powerful artifacts do you know anything about artifacts and gods I know, I, I know who you spoke to and I know what you seek Wonderful. Uh, they they directed me by name to speak to you about these. Uh, would you have any counsel as to where I could go from here? I I have I no still counsel, but I have something for you. Okay. And uh, she will open a desk and pull out something, and she will say, uh, "This." Uh, this book contains the answers that you need. The front and back covers of the book are made of stained glass. Inside there is one single page and it's blank. Didn't mass produce these, did they? Uh, no. This is one of a kind. Okay, Russell's officially interested. Wow, okay, dick. <laughs> Before I just entertained your dumb little quest. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, yes, that that is that is who I saw. That is uh, that is the man you spoke to. Yes. Is uh, the weapon he's wielding? Is that one of the artifacts? Oh, no. Shit! Shit! No, no. Shit! Uh, out of character. Are she show? Is this fairly out in the open? 
Oh yeah, she just walks over and hands it to him. She has no qualms about this. Yeah, and Brigard has no guile. He's <laughs> yeah, he's just holding it open to uh, gingerly because uh, stained glass cover. <laughs> Russell's just sitting there like, damn it, damn it, damn it. So, what what does this mean? This this I mean, this confirms. I already knew he knew you because he mentioned you by name, but. This does confirm that it goes both ways. You you know him? Do I know him? No. Um, one of the other arc devils is, uh, well, he's my granddaddy somewhere along the line. I don't know how far back. About this point, Russell's just going to slam his head against the desk and go, damn it, I can't believe I was wrong. Russell, what is the matter? Before I step on anyone's toes, is there a reason you're dancing around the name other than the fact that you think I may not know it? No, really, it was just for the listeners to see how long I could thread you along. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was for the listeners, Brian had it pretty damn quick, but Russell just died. <laughs> so, uh, you're the one who had the talk with Asmodeus. Yes, are you familiar with him? I'm familiar with my world's tradition of him, and that makes me a little worried. I'm hoping it might be slightly different. Well, this is a, a different world, perhaps. What, what, does, what does your world speak of Asmodeus, the wise and powerful? A demon prince who tricks people into making deals? Like, you don't know, my uh, good-intentioned friend who died and came back with extra power? Asmodeus is not a demon. He's a devil. They're very different things. Okay. Well, once again, things about in my world, I guess the distinction was never made. He did offer me a choice of, of not accepting his gifts, but at the time I was just felled by one of my closest friends in the form of a dragon. I thought, you know, maybe it was time that I embraced a more higher calling and give myself a, an edge in these fights where Rick, the, the, the wise man who has the, the outside of the box ideas to vanquishing foes, and then you have your hardest storm cloud there. I, I was feeling a bit underdeveloped, so to speak, in that fight, so I, I felt this was the only way that I was going to be able to stand alongside the two of you in combat. So really, it's all your fault, Russell. <laughs> all my fault, you sold your soul to a devil. You did it, Don. He's broke. I did it. Yep, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I haven't fully uh, explored what I'm capable of doing, but the, these under the surface of my calm demeanor, the last few days of focusing on beauty and art my mind often goes to what what abilities have I unlocked in doing this and if this if this Asmodeus approached me on the brink past death and was able to bring me past surely he has given me abilities I could scarcely imagine so 
just pointing out one important detail as you start thinking about your uh, your new boss. Um, he didn't bring you past the brink of death. He said you would think that. <laughs> Shug used a lot of magic to get your heart beating again. So yeah, I kind of think that. But if you don't, it's here or there. You're breathing. That's the important part to me. As long as uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm, I'll do my very best to keep the prejudices of my world aside. And, well, frankly, I'm going to hope, hope beyond all hope that I am. I'm still the same Brigger you've always known. I just unlocked even more abilities than we were unlocking at Fort Veshna. I, I have no fear of losing myself. I, 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 again, I haven't fully explored them, but I feel these abilities can only do good. And Asmodeus was quite pleasant to speak to. He wasn't threatening or menacing in any regard. I, good. he just had a, a flaming mace and red skin and hooves. Well, let us hope that, uh, your new abilities give you the abilities to figure out what this book is about. We did get sidetracked there. <laughs> because for the life of me, for the life of me, I've not been able to figure out how to read a blank page. So glad Rick isn't here to offer his bullshit lemon juice. <laughs> you know, that, that's technically an old enough one. Russell could be like, well, you know, I heard about this thing is limp. <laughs> Yeah, it is. That's right. <laughs> is that something Russell would do, um, unbidden by Don's jackassery? Because I have no. an idea. No, okay. he wouldn't mention lemon juice. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll hold it in my hands, and uh, do I do I feel any sort of connection from it? Do I need to do a um, arcana? Oh, I don't have arcana. Uh, I have spellcraft. Would that give me? Or I have detect. I mean, I have detect magic. I have read magic. Um, if you use detect magic on it, there there is a magic on it. It's not an extremely powerful magic, but there there is a magic on it. Okay, uh, what magic is on it? Like I'll, I'll hold it the full three rounds to uh, get as much as I can out of it. Um. Okay. So go ahead and do your spellcraft check along with it. Okay. Do do it's a plus three. Okay. Oh, not bad. Twenty one. Nice. Thank you, Asmodeus. Okay, so uh, this book does have some kind uh, of, of spell on it that uh, makes it so that the words can only be read under certain conditions. Mm. So you're going to have to do some experimenting to find out what those conditions are. Okay, uh, so uh, montage of uh, Rigard holding it in every yoga pose possible. Uh, <laughs> don't, sitting don't down, forget. laying down, standing in fire, standing in water, standing in mud. Don't forget Russell trying to throw it in a fire, in water, and in mud to <laughs> quote unquote see if that works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kat would tell you that uh, she's been in possession of the book for about three years now. And she hasn't been able to figure out what will make it show its words. Perhaps someone who has earned the favor of Asmodeus would be the key to unlocking it. 
So uh, he's going to... Uh, Would it be Knowledge Arcana to figure it out by chance? Or? No, this is very deity specific. I'm going to cast a fifth level spell. Uh-huh. Commune with Asmodeus. All right. So, uh, are you going to do this right out here in front of everybody? Um, yeah, Brigard wouldn't, Brigard wouldn't think anything of it. No, he'd be like, uh, perhaps if I consult with him, I can feel a way of bridging a link between the two of us again. Okay. So the way this spell works, um, it lasts one round per level. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll let you contact your deity or one of his agents. And you can ask a question that can be answered by yes or no. Okay. Basically. All right. Um, you're allowed one question per caster level. Okay. And the answers that I give you have to be correct within the limits of the entity's knowledge. Okay. If they don't know something, they will give you the answer unclear. All right. So you you will feel this connection established. You're not, you don't see anything, but you can feel this connection. All right. So choose your four questions. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were going to sit. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll say, I'll ask these questions out loud as I hold it up. Um, for my first question, is my connection with Asmodeus the key to unlocking the secrets of this book? No. Do I have to hurt anyone in order to unlock the secrets of this book? No. Is the answer to unlocking the secrets of this book within myself? Okay, you're going to have to tell me how how, how you mean that question. Okay, um, is, is there a spell in my arsenal that is the key to unlocking the secrets of this book? No. Have I ever met a person who has the answer to unlocking the secrets of this book. Yes. Okay. And that was all four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you will feel the connection sever. Okay. Uh, Brigard opens his eyes. That's it. It's someone that I have met. Well, Russell's going to sigh and stop and think. And inside his headspace, he's going, So, Dro. I suppose if we were to put our heads together, you wouldn't have much interest in helping figure this one out. Well, um, as long as you were to swear to me that my weapon would not be wielded by any other than you, I can assist you. Go so far that to say I won't be in a state where there will be any way to have anything against me for it. Will that work? That'll work. Over my dead body? Over your dead body. Prefer that we don't have to go there, but... I, I, I wouldn't even ask, except I really don't think we do. So you're looking for somebody, likely with uh, extensive knowledge of devils, uh, probably someone who's extremely smart. I was thinking, well, Dravik or Mal myself is where my head was going but if you had any other ideas and at this point I would like to do my once a day knowledge check uh, knowledge local if that's cool okay 
be a 54 total. So, uh, Draga is aware that uh, Dravik does not uh, worship or associate with any devils. As far as, as, far as she knows, uh, he actually follows Abadar, who is a deity that's about, at least aspects that Dravik pays attention to, is about civilization and government and law and things of those nature. Um, she would tell you that she can't tell you a whole lot about Maldrick because he is secretive, but she knows that the amulet he wears bears the uh, holy symbol of a devil. Russell kind of look up and go, what about Mal? The the amulet. He, uh, he worships the devil of one sort or the other, or at least walks around with the uh, the emblem of one. Cat uh, would speak up and say that that's Garion. Garion, fair enough. Might be a good tree to bark up. Russell kind of stop and look at Brigard as he's absorbed in like the uh, the shape of some some carving that's on a, a shelf in Cat's room. Brigard. Yes, Russell. <laughs> But, um, it's thinking, uh, Mal worships the devil. Uh, Garion, did I get that right, Cat? That's correct. Um, he might be someone we could talk to. It's as good as, it's as good as place as any. Um, were you conferring with Draga? Uh, She's, she's fairly observant sometimes, yeah. Was she uh, able to... She was the one that helped you deduce Mal? Yeah, she remembered the amulet. Yeah, I do not remember an amulet. Um, very well. Kat, do you have any other... Hmm. I would ask Kat, really. <laughs> um... May I take the book with me? Oh, yes. It, it belongs to anybody. It, it belongs to you. Has anyone else ever shown interest in the book? <laughs> Nobody else knows about it. I was Has... tasked with recovering it and keeping it safe until Asmodeus sent someone for it. We're just pieces in a grand game, it seems. Did the person that tasked you with holding on to this, did they give you any other orders after the book was uh, recovered? No, no. I was told to find the book, to hold on to it until Asmodeus sent someone for it. Uh, I was told that it was related to the lost weapons of, a tw- of the Twilight's War. Um, I did my best to try to figure it out myself, but I uh, guess I'm just not quite smart enough to get there. When we're dealing with demons, devils, and gods, it's, it's it's very easy for us mortals to get lost in the scale of what we're tasked with. Have you ever met anyone else that discussed or studied the Twilight War? Uh, no. Most people believe it to be a complete myth. 
there's no written history of it. Hmm. So many, many people have heard the myth. There are always a few people who are like so desperate that they will try to find it, but no one's ever recovered any of the weapons. No proof of the war has ever come into being. I am ready to move forward if you are, Russell. Yeah, and uh, the next step is a very important one. I believe I said something about drinking after this. Of course, yes. So, <laughs> y'all will return to uh, Russell's house. If no one objects, Kat's going to follow because she heard drinking. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Russell's going to invite everyone they encounter on the way. All right. Does Kat bring her musical instrument with her? She carries it everywhere she goes. She never parts from it. Fair enough. Okay, uh, yeah, he'll just he'll just continue. So yeah, y'all will go back, and it won't take long before your house is kind of full of people. Um, and, and the party will ensue. How late is this party going on? Russell will keep it going until people, you know, he's not he's not looking for people to be passed out all over potentially dangerous construction, but, right. you know, if they can get some music going, he's not going to kick anyone out as long as they're being safe. All right. So this this party probably runs pretty late. Um, Brigard, are you going to stay for the whole party? Or are you going home at some point? Um, that's a good, it's a good thing. That's a uh, you know what, uh, Brian, you do that cool thing where you do a roll to determine Brian versus Russell. What do you do for that? I roll a D100, and generally, depending on the the uh, the likelihood of cool or fun option, that's the high side. The low side is the boring option. I will do that. All right. Uh, he'll stay for a while. He'll uh, meet, greet, check with everyone. If he sees anyone with uh, fairly fresh wounds, he'll uh, ask about their their welfare. But uh, after a while, he's going to look out a window and see his home and just imagine the, the comforting silence. <laughs> and then he'll, uh, he'll look back and see all the merriment and... He'll stick around. He'll pick up a drink and he will yes. stay throughout. All right. 85. Nice. I am going to roll to see how late this party goes on. Okay. So, unless one of y'all would intentionally take yourselves on and go to bed at some point. Unless Russell has company at some point. No. This, uh, <laughs> this, this party rages on until about four in the morning. Oh my god. Rick! Hello, everybody. You're up. So the party is broken at this point? No, well, um, if you want to wait around until after four in the morning. When is the sun going to come up? Around six. I'll wait a little bit longer. Okay, so when the party breaks up, then... Uh, where do y'all go to, to pass out for the night, guys? I don't know. Russell's at his place. He'll go to his room. <laughs> All right. Um, 
rolled high. Uh, he will continue to chat up everyone about, um, you know what? Brigard got drunk tonight. Um, he uh, He's a chatty drunk. He'll start not spilling the beans on everything that's going on, but uh, he'll want to get uh, oh, <laughs> people's version of the, the Twilight's, is it Twilight's War? Yeah. Okay, uh, just like, you know, just like, um, <sighs> drunk Brigard. <sighs> okay. So they say the gods went to war and they they had weapons. What what did what did you believe? Do you think that we're the product of good or evil? And that he'll just kind of go around just like <laughs> drunkenly just asking just trying to be uh general as possible but just uh getting everyone's different perspectives on the legends and just see if he can hold all that into his alcohol-soaked brain. Uh, well, most people here in Hilltop just absolutely believe it's it's absolute rubbish. Mm. But that's because many of them have, have kind of scouted about and looked and not found anything. And uh, I, I think he would uh, continue doing this until he is just on a chair unable to walk anymore and just muttering to himself like, uh, there's this god, he he did that. She, she did that. I'm sure there were uh, people in the middle, the flip floppers. <laughs> so Russell, by the time you go to bed, the party's broken up. People have wandered out. Brigard is passed out in one of your chairs. Fair enough. Good for you. Is uh, any? Uh, most of the people have have wandered off by now. Awesome. Um. With the end being out of commission, it was good to come and get drunk. Uh, but by about two, a lot of people have gone on home. And by the time Brigard finally passes out, it, it, it's pretty empty again. Awesome. Russell will probably pour himself a nightcap and head up to bed. Alrighty. Uh, alone? I don't know. I mean, definitely well, never his objective. Duraga is there. But, uh, <laughs> so he's never alone. Is a uh, three-way in your bingo card? No. <laughs> does no, Draga t- does what uh, the, <laughs> does whatever the hell Draga is uh, constitute a, a mark on it? We'll go review the notes, but I, I mean, there's half elf, but that's already checked. Figment of imagination. Figment of imagination goes psyche break. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Isn't that just having sex with yourself? Ow, Sean. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, so when when all the lights are out and it is quiet, Rick. Rick will, uh, Rick will let himself in. All right. So how are you doing this? Uh, I'm going to uh, be in my gaseous form. All right. So when you get inside, uh, Brigard is passed out in a chair downstairs. I will simply pass him by. uh, And I am stealthorizing for what it matters. Make your roll. 28. 
Okay. So, Russell. <laughs> you're asleep. But all of a sudden, you hear Draga screaming inside your head. Someone is here. Wake up now. Russell comes out from the bed, reaches under the pillow, grabs the gun. You can make a perception. Do I hear the scrambling? Oh, you you uh, definitely hear movement because I know your perception. Yeah, no, like 12. Right. Anybody there? Draga will tell you there's somebody here, but they're, they're not in a physical form. Listen up. Know you're there. You got me on the where, but uh, you're gonna have to be really damn good in one hit to make that work for you. So uh, you just introduce yourself nice and proper like, and uh, we'll work something out. How uh, how tight are the floorboards to his bedroom? Um, like they're pretty well made. I mean, this is a really nice house, but like your fucking air, you can get through them if you want to. I'd like to, uh, because of my life sense, uh, I know where he is. So I'd like to position myself uh, behind him and come up through the floor. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Alamancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control, control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. is. You guys, you zone guys probably like, like the zone. Every you guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elma's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And this is Last Call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time.